0: Strive. <laughs> it's fun. And you think, don't you deserve something, but you don't. I am here to help change the fitness industry.
1: So I basically lived in a cave for 60 days.
0: Over 420 pounds to the lightest I got was 209. Bill McCullough, the vice president of creative for uh, the NFL. Entrepreneurs are selfish at the best of times. How far can my talent take me? Prepare to be inspired. Five, Five four, four, three, four, three, two, three, two one. Four, zero this week we have ian chen who not only is an amazing human being but he also runs the number one nightclub app on the planet so they are called Discotech, and he has about 900 clubs around the world if you want to go to singapore you want to go to new york you even want to stay here in la where i'm living go to santa monica he has a club and you can get in for either cheaper or you can get to the vip line or you can get discounts on drinks Whatever the case is, his app is absolutely amazing, and I'm definitely going to be using it this year a lot. Keep in mind, we are outdoors, so there's a lot of birds coming around. Uh, there's a, an occasional plane that flies by. Uh, could not. Uh, stripe does not have the budget yet to adjust flight plans, but hopefully we'll be there soon. And uh, yeah, just enjoy the podcast. Just know that his business is absolutely amazing, and if you want to use the Discotech app, it's on Android and iOS, and uh, here we go.
1: All right. So here with Ian Chen, you want to kind of like introduce yourself, tell us what you do, who you are, and we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, Again, name's Ian Chen. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Discotech. We're essentially the open table for nightlife. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, How how did you guys come up with that name? Uh, Discotech. It actually, we ran through maybe close to a hundred or more names before we uh, settled on this one. Uh, We actually had a, a handful of names that we... We liked, but it turned out that a lot of them were already taken. Always, yep. Yeah. But then Discotech, uh, what's really nice about it is, you know, we work with nightlife venues, we work with clubs, and disco in most languages is actually how people denote going to a club. I'm going to yeah. the disco, I'm going to the discoteca. And at our core we're a technology company. We we have a mobile app, we have a website. So we thought that the two of those integrated together, disco uh, discotech would be perfect.
0: No, absolutely. My computer's like overheated, so I'm just gonna close out some stuff here. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, that's so awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about, a little bit more like dive deep on the app itself and like how everything works. Like if I if I want to go to a club and I, and I see your app in the app store, mm-hmm. then what?
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So Discotech, we're free on iPhone and Android and again, also have a website as well. And what we do is we make it easier and more transparent for our customers to A, search and discover events. Uh, sign up for free or discounted guest lists so that they can save money and get into the clubs easier. Uh, purchase pre sale tickets and then also reserve VIP bottle service. So, just making it a lot easier from the old way of doing things, mm-hmm. which is going to just you know, showing Shmo. up and then, <laughs> yeah, showing up at the club or going through like a Joe Schmo promoter that yeah. might be a little shady or uh,
0: guaranteed shady, guaranteed yeah. shady <laughs> sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah,
1: yeah, sometimes meaner than others. Yeah
0: no yeah and are you are you a big clubber yourself like do you go clubbing like what like was is there like a um, a passion behind this like are you like I want to change clubbing forever or like you just were like there's no clubbing app let's make a clubbing app
1: it's, it's a little bit of A and B yeah yeah so in my previous job I worked in finance uh, working brutal hours um, you know eighty to one hundred hours a week but making pretty good uh, like I was getting paid pretty well yeah. to do that to sell my soul essentially and in our limited amount of free time my coworkers and I, we would we would just blow it out because we we're stressed like, out. Oh yeah, just like yeah. Yeah, we we're living here in LA and we we're just like we need to rage. Yeah. So I did go clubbing a lot. <laughs> um, but then kind of the idea for Discotech really came out of our our experiences as customers. Like yeah, I never absolutely. I never thought I would create a company in the nightlife space. Yeah. I never worked in anything nightlife related. But we were in Vegas this one time and we had uh, pre-negotiated this deal with a promoter to get into you know one of the you know, the hot clubs of Vegas, yeah, yeah. and so we show up at the time we agreed on, and you know we had the price and everything you know mm-hmm. predetermined. But when we get there, we're told that you know that deal is no longer on the table, even though we held up our end of the agreement. You, you, you had already paid and everything. We hadn't paid yet, oh, but okay, they they, okay. We'll they said going, like you'll yeah. get this table at this yeah, price, yeah. and then they basically like doubled the price mm-hmm. t- on us on the spot. Yeah, and that ruined our night. No, yeah, that that's. Yeah. It was Um, terrible. Like we were there, we flew into Vegas, we were with all our friends, it was like a little mini reunion. And so we were in Vegas for the weekend and I think this happened on a Friday. Yeah. So we're like, let's make sure this doesn't happen again for Saturday. Yeah. Right. So we go on, we're like, let's not deal with some shady promoter. Let's go online, let's find like a legit company. And we checked the app stores, we searched uh, Google and kind of everything out there was just lead generation to another Joe Schmo promoter. Yeah, yeah, And we're like, holy cow, I can't believe no one's doing this. And what year was this? Man, this was like seven, eight years ago. Okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. 2012.
0: Like Instagram's just getting booming, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Getting going, yeah, yeah. okay. Like Uber's
1: still pretty new, so 2012. And from there, we did a little bit of diligence. Like, we were curious. We all had jobs, we were all doing working a lot, but we did some diligence in the market, tried to understand, you know, how do promoters make money? Mm. Right. What are the economics like and then is this something that we can leverage technology to displace? And we've already seen a lot of companies such as you know Open Table, mm. They've disrupted restaurant concierge mm. Kayak, Priceline, Expedia, they've disrupted travel agents. And so we with the economics there because again promoters make Decent commission. Yeah, uh, we saw an opportunity to do the same thing uh, in, the, in the nightlife space.
0: That's so cool And I think every founder either it's just 100 out there to make money, or they have a story where they're like, "This, this was the, the shittiest experience." Let's, why is there not a solution? Mm-hmm. That's so awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have you thought about? Uh, okay, actually, I'm, I'm gonna skip that question really quick. So, let's touch on your best man speech, dude. I've watched okay. it twice. It went wow. viral. Like, it's it is such a good speech. Like, it is literally what I want my best man speech to be at some point. Actually, shout out to Size Zellner, my best friend, who. <laughs> Got married, didn't have a ceremony, didn't invite me, and so I I don't get to be a best man right now. Oh, that's messed up. up. That's cold. I know, I know, I know. But, um, no, they're doing well. I'm happy for them. But uh, your best man speech went viral. It was awesome. Like, tell us about that. And and Have you thought about doing, like, public speaking? Because I thought so ahead of time, and then I looked at all the comments, and they were like, this guy's a great public speaker. He should do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure you've seen the comments. Like,
1: (laughs) They're hilarious, and (laughs) I'm, like, so humbled and grateful for those comments. Um, So the speech... um, you know, it was the first video I ever put on YouTube. I yeah. had to create an account for it, but awesome. I hadn't, I didn't even know it was going to be videotaped. You know, oh. this is my boy. Like, well, you didn't, it was really, really, professionally taped. You didn't know it was taped? I didn't, I had no idea, <laughs> but again, no idea or yeah. expectation that this was going to happen. Yeah. My goal from the very beginning was this is my best friend. I've known yeah. him for, you know, since I was four yeah. and I want to make it do a good speech for him and yeah, it, his, his wife. Uh, again in my previous job I worked in private equity Mm -hmm. and before that in consulting so very familiar with making charts and slides and I was like you know I think I could really tell a better story and make it a lot more funny if I could include pictures in it and so I ran with that and you know the reception at the wedding was was really great like people Mm -hmm. like came out to me and you know gave me a lot of props and then eventually People were saying, like, hey, do you have a video for this? I wanna share it with my friends. Yeah. And I was like, there is a video, but you know, I don't have YouTube yeah. or anything. So I signed up for a YouTube account. I put it on there and it just honestly I didn't do anything with it. It just yeah. organically went viral like and just
0: from from your friends getting the link and then just sharing it with everyone? Yeah, and then
1: I think from there, like the YouTube algorithm just somehow like picked up on it yeah. and it just like blew up one day and it's funny. I'm I'm I'm, I'm making like uh, sixty to seventy dollars per month on passive income Wait, what? from it. Yeah, I mean, it's that, not a lot. It's not game but it's changing. Still but so it's still so cool fun, It's funny. Yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm digging it. That was like five hundred bucks a year just on like just
0: a best man speech you gave years ago. Yeah. Like that's so cool, man. Have you thought about doing more public speaking though? Because you did a really great job. Like great presentation skills. The speech was it all memorized? You kind of out a
1: little bit. Like it was. Um, I, I had a lot of help because the slides. Kind of oh, gave yeah, me the, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I could always look on it, um, but it's a little bit of both. Like I yeah. knew what I wanted to say, but I didn't want to memorize it to make it more natural, yeah. of course. Um, in terms of public speaking, I d- I don't really know where where to start or where the <laughs> opportunities are for that. But I do volunteer or I do guest lecture at USC and UCLA oh, very like cool. multiple times a year. So either for like the MBA class or the mm-hmm. undergrad business students. Um, a I think it's just great to give back and I, I like teaching it's, it's yeah. really cool it's really satisfying intrinsically but also it's a cheap way for us to uh, just promote, you know, yeah, promote ourselves <laughs> like these are to these college customers. students yeah. Yeah, yeah MBA students yeah. like they're about to be making a lot of money so that's genius and yeah. we also get interns out of it too which is uh, that's always very good. cool it's very cool so you started the
0: nightlife app like how did you okay we'll, we'll go back to the the night in Vegas like you fly back home do you just assemble your friends and go, we're doing this? Or is it like a slow process? Like how did, cause I know like with my app, it's taken years. Like it was not like a overnight thing. So how did you go about that?
1: Yeah, definitely not overnight. Um, so it was actually my co-founder, Mark, the two of us were at that Vegas event together. Okay. Very cool. And this was really his idea. He was, he was the one that really kind of accepted it. Like we could maybe make a business out of this. So there was a business case. And then on my end, I spoke to a lot of my friends who are promoters mm-hmm. to try to understand more about how their business worked yeah. and just to see if this was something that we could potentially disrupt with technology. Mm-hmm. And again, like commissions were about 10, uh, 10%, you mm-hmm. get paid on guest list. Oh, and really quick, are you
0: replacing the promoter or are you, a prom- so are you a promoter yourself or like do you funnel promoters to you? Mm-hmm. Like how... how What's your relationship with promoters? Yeah.
1: Do they hate you? <laughs> the answer is that's it's actually evolved over time. Yeah. In the beginning, our vision was to displace the promoter. Mm. Now we also work hand-in-hand okay. with promoters because Discotech, one of our strengths is that we have so many venue partners. We have mm. over 900 venues on our platform in 45 cities now. And so we actually work with independent promoters to help them expand their network as mm. affiliates to Discotech. Tech. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you know i think just with like with travel agents they're going to exist yeah. right price Line, expedia they've taken a lot of share mm. certainly but there will always be a need for travel agents for certain customers yeah. and i think that discotech our vision is similar where if you don't need the hand holding or the personal touch mm. you can go use our platform yeah and on the flip side we can be a partner and tool for mm. these other promoters who are still there to provide better service to their yeah. customers.
0: Absolutely. sorry, we'll go back to the story though, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: A like we first figured out the unit economics and identified mm. the business case. Like is this feasible from like a money-making perspective? Yeah. And once we confirmed that, the most important thing from there was, okay, well, this is a tech company, it's a mm. tech idea. We need tech people Yeah. because neither him nor I are software developers. Yeah. So, initially we partnered with two of our other friends from UC Berkeley nice. and they were our initial tech co-founders. We ended up bringing um, a third one on board mm. and he actually ended up staying as our uh, CTO and co-founder oh, nice. in That's the long run. Part. Yeah and just when you do a startup in the beginning, you know like a you know, lot of passion things happen and people come and go, but uh, the three of us have been in together for I want to say close to four years now. Oh the, all, all three of you guys? Yeah, four or five years, give or take. Um, just kind of like hustling together. We moved We moved from San, uh, San Francisco to L.A. Oh, you, were, you started the, the tech
0: uh, this company in San Fran?
1: At the very beginning, we started in San Classic. Francisco. But then we launched in L.A. because L.A. is a much more robust nightlife market. Yeah. And then we moved to Vegas, which is by far our biggest market. So yeah. that's like the most important nightlife market. Mm. And then after we got our, I guess our ducks in a row in Vegas, we moved mm. back to L.A. and kind of just handled everything from there.
0: I literally just turned the volume completely off. I'm just like, I don't even know how to. <laughs> um, that's so awesome, man. The two good points you had. The first one was, I think when people start a company, they just like are like, I'm gonna start it, and they start doing it. They mm-hmm. don't. You guys said from the get go, how do we make money? Can we make money? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that's important because I know so many founders that like just get started and just go, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, hey, well you can't charge for that. Like mm-hmm. no one's gonna pay mm-hmm. you money to do this. So that's cool. You guys did that. Also. I was going to ask um, what is it like starting a company with your friends because one thing people always tell you is like friends are going to turn your enemies, it's not going to work out, it's hard to discipline your friends like so how how
1: have you guys functioned over the years? Yeah, there're definitely pros and cons. I yeah. think in our case the pros have outweighed the cons in yeah. the sense that I don't think we would have been successful if we didn't have this like loyalty and relationship to mm-hmm. keep us together because Discotech in the beginning, at least in the first 3 years, we went through some rough patches and yeah. I'm happy to jump like talk about those details later but uh, there were definitely times where, you know, I think we were close to collapsing. And if yeah. we didn't have that underlying friendship, like discotheque would not exist today. Like we wouldn't have made it through those dark yeah, times. Awesome. Um, yes, it is hard to sometimes keep it distinct between like, you know, are we business partners? Are we friends? Yeah. Uh, the relationship will change and you just have to be okay with that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah,
1: and there have been, you know, certain bridges I'd say that were kind of burned mm-hmm. in the beginning given that, you know, we we started with some friends who, you know, Ultimately left us early on. And, yeah. You know, do I blame them for it? No, but like, mm. does it leave like a kind of a hard feeling? Like, of course.
0: No, absolutely. And I'm the same way. Like, I actually one of my best friends, um, me and him started my app together, and then within a month, um, I don't blame him at all. He just wasn't interested, so yeah. he, he's parted ways. A few of my other friends have invested, and then they've kind of parted ways. I mean. So you guys are really lucky in the fact that you had, uh, the three of you all were equally committed to the mm-hmm. company and so I've been kind of single-handedly doing it this whole time yeah, so I'm, I'm looking for new friends basically. <laughs> um, that's so awesome though man. So who, who is your competition and why have they failed? Like, why have your competitors failed?
1: Yeah, so I'd say that m- most of our competitors have failed just due to the tough so, again, there is yeah. a business case to discotech. <laughs> yeah. It's not a fantastic one because the unit economics are rough. And mm-hmm. this is why I tell people all the time. is yeah. 10% margins is not good. Like <laughs> You guys would get crushed on Shark Tank. Yeah. Like, what's <laughs> yeah. funny is um, I think Damon and uh, Mark Cuban invested in one of our competitors oh, really? way back, like 2011, 2010. In a Shark Tank episode? In a Shark Tank episode. called Wait. Easy VIP. They got Pitbull. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I just yes. saw that episode. Yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I should have used that. Okay. No. Awesome. So, like, they... I think just it wasn't the right team. Like it was yeah. like some ex-promoter who probably didn't manage mm-hmm. his funds right. discotech it's in our DNA to be like really lean. Yeah, like 100%. Th- the co-founders, we went two and a half years, like no salary. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've just been super lean. Um, a lot, like I have on my phone about 30 different apps of mm-hmm. our competitors. Yeah. Of which none really exist anymore. Yeah. And I think it's just like managing funds until mm-hmm. you hit the scale where you can mm-hmm. kind of be like, a real business. Yeah, it's just so hard to get there. Again, we almost failed. Like we were lucky. I think there's definitely some luck on on the side. One of our bigger competitors was is called a table List. They're mm. they're from the East Coast, wherever okay. we're on the West. And I think they raised something in the ballpark of like five or six million.
0: Is that scary when you like wake up to that news? Like, does that scare the shit out of you? No,
1: it's actually like the best news ever <laughs> when you find
0: out that like your competitor died. But um, oh oh no, no, not not that they died, but like when you wake up to that, they raised six million dollars. Oh yeah, that's scary. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, definitely yeah. scary. Yeah.
1: Um, but they were burning it much more aggressively. I think they're on kind of they were running what's kind of like the VC treadmill where you yeah. raise a lot of money, you spend it, you raise again. Mm. And besides for the fact that that's very risky because look, cash is king and you want to hold on to as much of your yeah. lifeblood as you can. Uh, they also again had some bad luck in the sense that they got involved with Fire Festival. Oh, you know, uh, like I that's shit you hilarious. not. And you can Google it, but um, they lost a lot of money yeah. in that venture and I think that kinda might have been like a dagger for them. So that
0: was their final blow? A, b-
1: a little bit of bad luck, certainly.
0: It's crazy how many how many people that guy screwed over. Like I, I see all the yeah. time like this company, this Instagram model promoted this and like yeah. they're still backfiring
1: from that one dude that wanted to throw a feather. It's crazy. It's man. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But you know, to be honest, like, he did me a solid. Yeah, no, yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for so, sure, though. I mean, it is all crazy, but yeah, we somehow benefited from... We're, like, some, one of the only people that benefited from Firefest. Yeah, like. <laughs> really, no. You're like, let's do 2.0. Yeah, run it back. <laughs>
0: That's so funny, man. Wait, so do you have those apps on your phone as kind of, like, when warriors back in the day would kill someone, they'd take, like, their, their hair or something like that? Or, mm-hmm. like, a, they would take something as a collection or their necklace? Like, is that kind of, like... All the competitors you've wiped out—is that why you have them, or is it? I mean, to be honest, we didn't wipe out any of them. Yeah, I mean, like, we you know. don't deserve any credit. It's <laughs> yeah. not like we killed them or took their yeah. lunch.
1: Like they just, um, you know, weren't able to, I guess, survive the cold yeah. winter yeah. before it got to the spring. That's what I'm
0: saying, though. Is you guys survived, so those are like those are like people that have all, like all like would out companies. Yeah, yeah you
1: know? they're all X'd out for the most part. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just stuck to it. We've been at it for six years. It's been a grind, certainly. Yeah. people don't get that, man. Like I, uh,
0: like I'm four years into my platform and we've generated a little revenue, but we're, we're planning on, um, the revenue generating part planning on coming out this fall. Mm -hmm. Um, but people don't get it when I say four years, they're like, what? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm still waiting tables on the side. To be honest, I make like 55 K a year doing that anyway. So it's like, and I live really lean, so who cares? But when you say six years, people like six years, it's like, yeah, but look where you're living at, man. Like you're living at this awesome like can I call this a mansion no, no I don't not think a mansion so again. no definitely not <laughs> okay this this is super bougie like uh what, what area are we even in what is we're this? in Hollywood yeah Hollywood area okay like Hollywood Hills you guys got like a mini pool slash hot tub can't tell because it's kind of an awkward <laughs> size but you guys are living and you're, you're working where you live I mean six years this this is so cool to be here we've only had
1: this for a little bit okay gotcha. yeah it's never been this good like we, yeah. there was a long period of time where we were living a four-bedroom apartment in K Town, like yeah. super <laughs> yes. down. Like people, two people got killed, like right outside, like while we were living there. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Like, they actually died. Yeah. So, rest in peace. But, um, so this is relatively new, and we are still, you know, despite the fact that this is a you know decent living setup, we're still very lean because mm. we live here, we work here, so we don't have to have an office. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we do save money by having this. And
0: let's touch on that a little bit. Like, we won't put any numbers, and we won't we won't say which company you are going with, but. <laughs> You guys were in a co-working space for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's pretty obvious who they are. But yeah. like, um, and you know, it cost a lot of money, but you said you were, before, before the interview, you said you were really crammed in that space. Like, and you guys were able to move here. And just like you touched on being lean, I mean, you guys are living in an awesome house and you're working in it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's so smart, man. I, I said touch on it and then I
1: told the whole story. But I mean, that, that's, I mean, you want to add anything to what I already covered, but. You know, ultimately it just kind of, we just have, had to ask ourselves, is this, Financially sound is just practical. Yeah. Because obviously we still needed a place to live. Like mm. we were still living together, and then we got this co-working space, and just it wasn't the right value. Like we were given very little space. We were cramped, and now on top of that, we're adding a commute in LA. Yeah, exactly. Right, where the traffic sucks. Yeah. So we're losing time. We're paying more money. We ended up finding this uh, this house on Zillow, and we did the math, mm. and it costs us much less mm. to have this uh, house that we live in and work. Out oh, of, so much less. Yes, yeah, yeah. two birds with one stone, and you take out all this commute time. Yeah. And on top of that, you're li- like you're living with your coworkers, and so pros and cons. But you're more effective because mm-hmm. you're just constantly, uh, you're you're always brainstorming about work. You're constantly yeah, exactly. being productive. Does
0: it does it get kind of repetitive, or I mean, not not, not repetitive, but. Does is it, is it become a lot when you're working there and living there and everyone's working there living there like where it's just Is it just too much of discotech at some points or like do you, I mean is that cool for you?
1: I mean, I, I think uh, you know sometimes there it, it is a lot right Like yeah. We work really long hours, but I think at the end of the day is Everyone truly believes in the mission. Yeah, right? and we can see it now like we just need to keep executing and we love the team. Like, mm. I founded a team with my friends. We ended up hiring some of our other friends. Yeah. And then the people we recruited outside of that friend group all, all fit into the culture very well. So yeah. I think we enjoy each other's company. And look, it's work hard, but we also play hard. It's nightlife. You guys are, yeah, you guys are discotheque. I yeah, mean. we're discotech. <laughs> so yeah. our employees, they're young, they're younger than us. Yeah. like the, They get to have tons of fun for free, yeah. a lot of perks. Uh, you know, we certainly had you know, our share yeah. of perks in the beginning, but uh, me personally, uh, you know, mid-30s now, a yeah. um, little less into nightlife myself, yeah. but, you know, do I go out still? Of course. Yeah. It's discotheque.
0: So, and one thing I wanted to touch on is, so do you know, so you guys are, you said 450 clubs? Or 900, 900 clubs, 900 yeah, clubs, give or yeah. take. So, do you know 900 club owners personally then
1: around the world? Uh, no, because some of these uh, organizations are conglomerates. Okay. So you'll have like one or two parties that own you know, 10, 20, 30 clubs. Gotcha, okay. But for the most part, um, we do interface directly with the venue. Mm-hmm. So we do know a lot of either venue owners, if it's like a mom and pop, yeah. or if it's like a bigger organization, we typically know someone at the corporate level. So like Very a director cool. of marketing, a GM. Yeah. And we just kind of, it's it's uh, nightlife is extremely fragmented. Mm-hmm. right? There's just so many players. Yeah. So we really did just hit them up like one by one, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, email, cold calls, introductions. And it's been a sludge, or I I don't know. Is that, that's not the right We're, term. We know what you. It's, it's been a battle, yeah. <laughs> sludge, yeah. It's, it's been a yeah sludge or whatnot for the last six years, yeah. just getting them one by one.
0: And that's so cool. I wanted to touch on that too. Like, just how how so how was the um, how was the business approach to acquire new business in the beginning, and how is it now? I'm mm-hmm. sure it's totally different. Like, or maybe not. I don't no, no, you no, you're, no, you're oh, very okay, okay. No, You're <laughs> very
1: perceptive. In the beginning, it was super hard because <laughs> yeah. we had nothing. We actually. Wait, did you have an app at that point? No, or? we actually got our first venues to partner with us um, when we were just using like a wireframe demo. It wasn't a real. Nice. Like, that's so did, cool, though. Wait, what work. a good step, though, for yeah. that. Yeah. And actually, we we it built didn't that. It didn't work. Is that what you said? Like it didn't like it didn't function. It was oh, just like gosh, we're just showing them show. images. Yeah, like, yeah, this is yeah. what it'll look like. <laughs> like if you click on it, you'll go to this page. Yeah. Um, but. We did this all while part time. So we were still exploring the idea. And you were in finance at this point, right? I was still working like, you know, 80 hours a week in private equity. But then um, we built the wireframe and I took it to uh, SBE, which is one of the largest, uh, I guess, clubbing companies in LA and also um, the US. And I show them the wireframe and they're like, this is really cool. Like, yeah, when you launch, like, we'll work with you. That's so cool. And that was actually the catalyst. When, when we got that verbal commit, I called up my co-founders I was like hey guys like this could work and yeah everyone just agreed like, on the spot like kind of that day that we would quit our jobs and do this full-time what that's so cool, that man. was it yeah that's that was cool. the catalyst well
0: wow. so do so you think like because I had one of those moments too where I was I literally had given up and then I had one guy go oh I actually out of the four programs I sold on my very first terrible website I had one guy that literally Gained like 20 pounds of muscle and was jacked just from my, my little crappy website, mm-hmm. and that turned me around. So, was that that? So, you think if that wouldn't have happened, you guys would
1: not be here today? I think we would have kept trying to see if there were other venues that mm-hmm. would uh, kind of endorse us or partner yeah. with us. And if all of them were a no, then yeah, for sure, this would have been dead <laughs> yeah. on the spot. And we yeah. were not that committed, we weren't pot committed at that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. No, it's
0: crazy. This so, like, that one person could have just been having a bad day and just said no to you, and you guys might not exist, you yeah. know? So, it's crazy, like. You guys had a great idea, but like you could have been told no by one random person, it could have crushed your dream. So that's
1: yeah, there are so many like I said, there were a handful of times where Discotech almost didn't make it, I'd yeah. say. Uh, you know, times where we were running out of money. We had investors pull out mm-hmm. like the oh. last minute. Oh, okay. always it always happens. Yeah. Like, many, yeah. <laughs> I could write a book on that. Yeah, yeah, like we were like again, like just not paying ourselves, yeah. almost out of money, just like probably probably clinically depressed yeah. but wasn't diagnosed at the time. We're still
0: clubbing though so you're good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <There> you <laughs> it go. Helped a little bit. Wait, so so back to the club owner relationship. So
0: can you like for in a like can you just walk into any big club, know the owner and get in like from from who you are or like I think so. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Yeah that's awesome wait I mean, so like you have their numbers like you'd be like if we go to how do i don't go clubbing i guess i've i have had a girlfriend since i moved to la so like we just i mean it's just not worth it for yeah, me yeah absolutely yeah, there's, there's no point but like if uh like you can pick the biggest club in la just go there and, like you can call the owner up he'll get you in for free like how, how does that how does that even work for you
1: definitely get in for free yeah um we usually try to give them a little bit of a heads up yeah if, uh, you know, a lot of times they're really hospitable and mm. courteous, and you know we can get free tables a That's lot so of times. Cool. And look, I mean, I think we we are a very professional mm-hmm. and um, you know, thoughtful partner, and I think our partners appreciate that. That's awesome, yeah. man. So, yeah,
0: so if I'm a venue, why do I like you guys? Besides, like, actually, I'm not even gonna say besides the obviously, mm-hmm. like, just in general, like, why do I like discotheque?
1: I think a lot of it just comes down to the people, the mm. team. Like, we are not your regular. Band of promoters. Yeah, we we take everything very seriously. We're very we're very professional, mm-hmm. and I think that level of professionalism is kind of what sets us apart from a lot of our yeah our competitors, which are just regular promoters. Or or
0: they're just like bros, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. That's our
1: yeah. Th- when you asked earlier, like who's your promoter? Like that's our competition. So yeah. that's who's your competition. Just all these fragmented promoters, thousands, tens of thousands yeah. of them. That's who we compete against, and I think we just bring a level of again. Professionalism Absolutely. to the game—that's very new. I think they appreciate that. And besides, for that, like we bring them a lot of business. Yeah, not, that, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. results speak yeah. first. like that's first and foremost. So on a typical—I don't know if you can answer this. because It's kind
0: of a very specific question, but um, on a typical night, and let's say like a pretty busy night in LA, and a club is is clubbing on Friday, whatever. How many people will you typically bring to that event?
1: You know that it varies yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say some of our better partners um, or bigger venues that feature like big EDM artists, which yeah. have larger capacity, will bring in three figures, so, like over a hundred people a night. Oh, seriously? And there are there are um, yeah, numerous venues where That's we, we do that. I don't know if we've ever. I I doubt that we've ever hit four four digits. Yeah, that yeah. would be like hitting like a, a huge amount. Yeah. Um, but then at, on the flip side, there are also smaller venues and cities that we're not as popular in, where you know we'll send them like one table like every like. Two weeks or a month. It, gotcha. It's all over the spectrum. It just kind of depends on where we are, the venue itself, absolutely. And our user base there. So is Eventbrite a competitor of yours? Not really. No. Because they're not really
0: in the club space.
1: They are a ticketing platform, and yeah. in fact, we actually partner with Eventbrite, so we have okay. like integration with them, and we help them sell tickets as an affiliate. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So our our customer, the club, mm. will. Have a ticketed processor. Sometimes it's Eventbrite. Oh, gotcha. We work together with Eventbrite um, through our API integration to help sell uh, Eventbrite tickets on DiscoTag. Gotcha. Okay. So Eventbrite actually gives us a little bit of an affiliate commission. Mm -hmm. Um, It's 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 very very small. Um, And then uh, we also work. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, we appreciate them. They're they're a great company, truly. And we all, but we also work with the venue directly, Mm -hmm. and they pay us a commission for helping them sell.
0: Okay. Their ticket. And so you said it was like 10% or something like that depending on, is it, is it give or take?
1: Yeah, I'd say so tables typically vary from 7 to 20%. Okay. Tickets uh, vary, we, we I'd say our, our margins are higher on tickets. Mm. Uh, sometimes they pay us like a $5 flat, sometimes mm. it's 10%, 15%, 20%. Yeah. It, it really just kind of varies on the venue.
0: And is that, are, are, your, um, are the fees you're getting, are they pretty
1: similar to what a promoter would get? I think it's pretty similar. Sometimes it might be a little bit better for us because you're so structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We start to have have more negotiating leverage now, so Mm. the new venues we work with may may have to pay us a little higher than what they would have used to. uh, But again, we provide a lot more value because we are a marketplace. 100%. It's free advertising at the very least, just being on Disney.
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what is your approach? I I hope I didn't already ask this question when I asked the similar one earlier, but. What is your approach now when you're going for these new like say like you wanna to expand to are you guys in
1: Portland? You're probably in Portland, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah, like <laughs> Where are so many cities now? I kinda of lose track. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, we but might have like one or two clubs okay, there. Well, let's say you're not in Portland yeah. at all. Uh-huh.
0: Do you fly someone out there and they're like just hitting the hitting the ground running, mm-hmm. or are you just like cold calling every single club, like here's who we are? Or maybe like you already know us, get over it kind of a thing. Like yeah. what is we attack Portland. What are we doing?
1: Yeah. So if we go out and attack a city, mm. we don't. We don't need. We no, don't usually no fly prisoners. there. Yeah. It's it's a it's a. I think it would just be kind of expensive. Yeah. We really just kind of hit it on all fronts. Um, it, there's no rocket science. We email them. We cold call them. Mm. We try to find them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, we hit them up on their Facebook page, their Instagram page nice. if they have it. Um, but what's great now is that a lot of venues are coming to us That's because so cool. they've discovered us. They've heard about us. Uh, I think just last week we had um, a club from Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, reach out to oh, us. What? We had a club in Bali reach out, out to us so recently. Cool. Australia, so we're getting hit up from all sorts of places. Like that's cool, like, man. And look, we're delighted to work with everyone. Yeah, but uh, it's just like so cool for us when we yeah. see this club literally across the world, like say like, no, hey, how do we get on Discotech? That's
0: ins- that's that's honestly like I'm not gonna say you guys have made it because you I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you made it because you're the number one app, but like. When I say made, I mean like you're you're done, you're ready to sell, you're making millions of dollars. No, but, no, no. But I mean like that is a step towards really making it, where a random ass company across the world mm-hmm. is reaching out to you to work with you. That's yeah. so cool, man. So you got all these club owners around the world. You're hitting people up. Like how how many times or how often are you guys adding new clubs? Is it like one club a week or is it like a, all over the place? Like
1: oh, it's a uh, that this part of our business has been hockey stick growth. So yeah, if it took us call it. Five years to get to 450 clubs Mm -hmm. it took us one year to go from 450 to 800 that's awesome and then today you know we're in April Mm -hmm. I think we're at like 900 that's so cool so we're definitely adding venues a lot faster that's Mm -hmm. a function of a it's a lot easier for us to sign up these venues yeah and also b, like our team has grown and we're able to just act faster and, and do this better yeah
0: and so you guys have an app where do do you think it's do you think it's an app where someone uses it one time and then deletes it because they're just, they're just going to Vegas for the weekend mm-hmm. or like do you see people do you see a lot of repeat customers?
1: It's definitely a lot of repeat customers because um, yes, while there are some people who can only use it in Vegas, like if you're coming from abroad, yeah, um, most people reside in, in one of the major cities, mm-hmm. right, where there is nightlife, and we do see a lot of repeat usage, especially when it comes to the guest list, yeah, because look, it's f- it's free, you're saving money, mm-hmm. you get into the club faster mm-hmm. through the guest list line. And you can do it with, like, two or three clicks of an app. That's so it's cool. It's so much easier than the incumbent way of doing things. Yeah. And so we see a ton of repeat usage there. And also our table clients, um, it's just, again, it's just so much easier than texting a promoter, waiting for them to text you back with prices. Yeah. Like, it's uh, – so our, our engagement is really good. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. so cool. That's so cool when you put it that way. And I think I saw – What's that club in Santa Monica, like kind of hidden one? It's like, Is it something Ocean, 31 Ocean? 21 Ocean? Okay, yeah, yeah, I think so. 40, yeah. I think 41 Ocean. 41 Ocean. I don't know, but I went there. I have been there a few times. Though. I went to a startup event there, and then I went there another time about six months ago, and there was a long line, and I waited like 20 minutes, and people were just going past me in the guest list line, because I don't go clubbing, so yeah. that stuff pisses me off when I just can't get into it. I'm trying to go to a bar, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I went on your app, and I saw you guys had them right there, and I could just sign up for a guest list. I was like, how cool is that? That I could just be that person that cuts everyone because of your app.
1: Yeah, it was really th- that exact use case, which is why we grew. Like, yeah, our growth was not through any kind of, you know, marketing hack or whatnot. It was just yeah. it's mostly word of mouth. Yeah, like, we have four point nine stars on the app store. Yeah. Um, we did like an internal survey to find like our net promoter score. It was it was like something world class. Yeah, and I don't. Like, look, I love DiscoTech, I love our product, but we're not doing anything that's rocket science. Yeah, We're just taking an existing process, making it easier, mm-hmm. and I think our customers love us for that.
0: That's so cool. That's a good, I'm mean, going to take that quote and put that in the beginning there. Yeah. That was good. Um, so how many employees
1: do you guys have right now? Uh, so full-time, we're, we're about uh, 10, 11, like mm-hmm. like I'd say like core employees. And but, four living here, right? Yes. Okay. But then we have a lot of, I'd say like partners, like mm-hmm. part-time People like who, a social
0: media kind of
1: kind of thing. Um, so a lot on the operation side. So for example, okay. in Vegas, like we have teams of people who actually mm. like greet our VIP table customers and like walk them in. They're okay. not on our payroll. They, don't, they obviously don't get benefits. Mm. But there is uh, you know like a kickback or mm. compensation model for our partners in different cities. Like mm. you know, and we and we do have partners in different cities who you know who play a key part of our team, but they're just not like time employees
0: so does that person work for you or for the club that
1: like greets the people at the door um usually it's for the venue or it's like an independent uh promotions company that like we've partnered with and there's some kind of like agreement where you know there's compensation gotcha okay
0: very cool um so you you guys make money from that initial uh from the ticket sales uh the do you wait? Do you get a commission from when they buy bottles at the table too? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Okay, cool. So okay.
1: we make a commission on table sales, ticket sales, and then also we get um, paid for driving guestless heads through the doors. Okay. Uh, we've also recently started some new revenue streams, such as when the clubs want to do extra marketing. Mm. Uh, we sometimes can do like a paid like push notification Love to it. users within a certain yeah. market. Um, and depending on the venue, if it's like a one-time event or like a concert, sometimes we we also have like a just like we now have like a sign-up fee gotcha. where we didn't have that before because gotcha. it takes us time to put something up.
0: Yeah, so. oh, you, you charge the venue a sign-up fee. Yeah, we charge oh, them, cool. like
1: basically an activation fee. gotcha now. Very cool. That's smart. We have enough users now. I think it, it dictates. Yeah, absolutely. Dictates that, yeah.
0: Wait. So um. So basically, if I when I when I sign up for your app, go through the door, everything I pay for and do, you guys get a commission board. Like once I walk in. it's you guys get a cut of that? We don't
1: get a cut of what you would buy at the bar okay. but if you have a table oh, Yeah, i sorry at the table Yeah, yeah okay. whatever you spend at the table we usually
0: monetize Very cool, very yeah. cool. So how can you guys expand? Like what, what can you do? Is this, this is a podcast for entrepreneurs that are trying to grow their business or trying to start off so like I love taking like actual businesses and saying like, this is what they're doing, this is how they're gonna get to the next point. Mm-hmm. So like what are you, what can you guys do right now mm-hmm. to either add another revenue stream or to grow your business rapidly? Yeah. You, you're already doing that, but yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I'd say that, and this, is, this should be like, this sounds so obvious, but the biggest thing is always just to continue investing in the technology and the product. Mm-hmm. Like what got us to where we are today was having a good process that works. Again, yeah. our customers love us, so they talk about it. Like mm-hmm. We know for a fact that's how we got most of our downloads, just yeah. word of mouth. So anything that we can do to continue to improve the user experience, mm-hmm. make the app more viral yeah. is, is big. We're constantly expanding to new venues and new cities. Mm-hmm. Certainly to get access to more users, we mm-hmm. have to be in their backyard. Yeah, right? absolutely. So that's something we're constantly working on. We're also now trying to go more B 2 B, right? So like again, partnerships, it it, yeah, yeah. affiliates, yeah. Uh, working with other people to, to drive us traffic and mm-hmm. finding a way to split the, the commission that way. Do you do you eventually see yourself opening
0: up at a club yourself? I feel like you know the entire process of how a club, club works. Yeah, that's a that's a good. I don't I don't I don't, I don't call think it so.
1: discotech. We could literally call it discotech. We <laughs> could literally
0: then uh, only know, promote your app, your venue on the you app know, store.
1: It it. It's running a club. I think is very challenging. You know, most clubs they they don't live for that long. Be a, a nightmare. Life cycle. Yeah, yeah. Clubs come up, they're hot, they're not, and then mm. they're gone. Yeah. Uh, we actually threw an event not too long ago for our five year anniversary, mm-hmm. where we like um, partnered with one of our um, you know our best clubs here in LA, Warwick, uh, rented it out for a night and threw our own event, and it was a lot of work. So <laughs> yeah. props to these guys. Like, yeah. that's not our core. We're yeah, we're a nerdy tech company. Like yeah. we do not know how to throw like yeah. these. It was a huge success. Like there were celebrities and everything, That's but so sick. Um, yeah. it was a ton of work, and it's not scalable.
0: Yeah, and that was one night. They do that every night. Yeah, like yeah. so. No, hundred percent. It's daunting. No, I work in the restaurant industry, but like the club industry, I can it's just so much more difficult. I couldn't even imagine. Like, I just yeah, it's obvious. There's too many things. Yeah, you're dealing difficult. with drunk people. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's dark, and like you're carrying bottles everywhere. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I couldn't do it. So, props to props to your affiliate. So. Yeah. Do you see an eventual uh, buyout in your guys' future? Like, do you see? Um, well, actually, funny enough, so the guy that introduced me to you is Michael, mm-hmm. um, who obviously you know because he introduced me. kid. Um. And so p- people listening, Michael actually sold his app to a nightclub. So mm-hmm. funny enough, you guys are affiliated in that way. Um. So do you see yourself, uh, kind of having a buyout? Maybe not that specific one, but
1: a buyout by a, a club, by just a VC in general, or I don't think it. A- we would sell to a club like our goal is to one day sell to you know a larger tech company like a stri- someone that would like be strategic right kind of potentially thing. like an event right maybe like kind of <laughs> maybe like a live nation ticket or okay. one of the large reservation platforms like a mm-hmm. Priceline, expedia okay. they're very active at m&a and they really own the customer for most parts of their vacation so absolutely the flight Ooh, dude, that's smart. yeah the flight the rental car the hotel they do like cruises mm. uh, one of them owns open table so mm-hmm. the restaurant but you know cool. certain destinations—Vegas, Miami, New York, LA—you know, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, nightlife is a is a component of that vacation, right? Yeah, Especially think cool. about Vegas. I'd say that the nightlife is the main course. No, if there wasn't a nightlife, you wouldn't go to Vegas. You wouldn't be flying and getting a hotel or getting dinner in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. So I do think that there is a place for us to play. Yeah. Um, we certainly are doing very well in a niche that's untapped. Mm-hmm. And nightlife is not small. And I yeah. think. Millennials and uh, you know, especially wealthy millennials that a lot of customers or a lot of companies want to target, would be interested in offering nightlife as a service to their customers.
0: Absolutely, that's that's so cool you said that. So like, I think two good things to take out of this is one, we already touched on it, but knowing that you can make money when you start a business, and then two, you guys obviously you're not every day like how do we get how do we sell this, Mm but being able to vision and vision, being able to 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 vision, I guess it makes sense, yeah, Mm to (laughs) to see. That eventual buyout is possible. And not only that, but like understand how that would happen and be like, this is an obvious spot. You go get a hotel. You get a you get your freaking car, and then here's how you can nightclub. Yeah, you know, or you're gonna go clubbing. So that's so cool. Um, I want to touch one last thing on on investment. So, do you guys have investors coming in and out the door? Do you have like one big VC? Is it all private funding? Where do you guys get your money at?
1: Uh, our first round. Was uh, just like friends and family. Okay. Very little, <laughs> and well, then. Do you mind disclosing how much you made, or is that? No, 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 uh, no we, won't, we won't say. Yeah, that. we won't disclose. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> okay, okay. We've discotech is very much bootstrapped. Yeah, absolutely. We are a lean company. Um, it's always, like I said, it's always been our DNA to be frugal. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, some would say probably cheap. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, Most of our funding came from, I'd say, angels like wealthy individuals. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Are those are those individuals clubbers or like? Is it did they see the 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 potential in the app or?
1: Not all of them, but the ones who are big clubbers, it made it a lot easier because you don't have to sell them on kind of the vision. Yes, they're like I've been waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah, there have been people who've come up to us and they're like they. Oh, some of our best investors were just customers of Discotech.
0: That's so cool. They
1: used man. the product. One of them just cold called our hotline, and this is when we we're just like a team of like four or five people. Yeah. I pick up because I'm answering all the customer service calls at yeah. this time, um, and they're like, "Hey, like, I want to speak to like someone in charge." I'm like, "I'm the CEO." Yeah. And they're they're like, "Oh, like, wow, that's crazy that you're picking up the call." I'm like, "We're a startup." Yeah. He goes. Um, I want to invest. Are you taking money? I'm like, yes, please. Like, of course, you're taking money. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. What a cool phone call to get. Like, yeah, it was awesome.
0: And, and, and I was actually tell, I was interviewing someone else this morning that um, she's all about like she doesn't she's a big entrepreneur. She doesn't know what she's going to do each day. It's just crazy. And like, so that's so cool. Like being an entrepreneur, like you pick up the phone. It could be someone saying this app sucks or, hey, I want to put money into it. And I love the app. Yeah. So you know, every day is a, every day is a different, uh, different journey, man.
1: Um, I do have one other pretty funny story yeah, about no, the fundraising yeah. so I had um, I guess call it a, a wealthy Asian investor okay. um, who again like was a customer of discotech first reached out and basically was asking about investing and I said, yeah sure like let's meet up over like mm-hmm. coffee or lunch and talk about it And he goes, actually you know I'd rather I prefer to do business like Asian style yeah I'm like what does that mean like I, I personally am of you know yeah, Asian descent, Asian, but I'm yeah. born and raised in America. Yeah. And, like, I guess in Asia, they do business while getting smashed. Oh, just, like just getting obliterated.
0: That. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. yeah I have a side. Yeah.
1: yeah, and, like, my team and I are basically just getting hazed. Like, this guy who has this unbelievable tolerance, he's yeah. Korean. Yeah. And uh, just, like, is feeding us, like, meets us at essentially at a bar, yeah. feeds us, like, a bottle and a half. Well, yeah. He's drinking more than all of us combined. Yeah. And we're just, like, obliterated before he's like okay like final part of the test like we're gonna go i want to go to this club like right now like get me in right now show me how discotech works yeah Yeah, prove it yeah and so we get him into the club right or we we set it up like yeah i called i called the club they take care of us and then this guy's like he's he's literally like watching from around the corner just like see how like we deal with the club and get there so i'm like all right like we're ready to come in and so he steps out of the corner and then like um the employee at the club like his eyes get big. He goes, Ian, like. Why don't you tell me that like this guy was was coming with you? He's like, this is like you know one of our like best customers. Oh, really? So they like roll out the red carpet. So like he obviously knew that he could get a table himself. Yeah, he was just yeah. testing us. That's cool. That's like a movie. That's it was, cool. it was nuts. And like, you know, we partied and he's like, here's here's a check. That's <laughs> that is the coolest investor story I've ever yeah, heard Yeah, it was life. wild. <laughs> that's so crazy, yeah. That's so funny. That's man. how they do business. That's, that's So they know they can trust you. Yeah, that's a good way, That's a good
0: way to do business, man. Well do you, do you have anything you want to leave people with? Man, this was an awesome interview. Um, you have like a, a quote, you have a phrase, like yeah.
1: <laughs> no man, I would just say that it's a it's it's a hustle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. like six years, it's both it's both blown by in terms of like, I can't believe it's already been six years, but also when I look back on it, I was like it's been a long six years at yeah. the same time. Like <laughs> yeah. we've just been through so much and I I have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so like I just know that like our story is not unique. Yeah. Like yeah. it unless you are just super lucky and you hit that rocket ship idea, which is probably like one in a million yeah, literally. Exactly. Like just if you want to be an entrepreneur, just like be ready to make some sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent.
0: That's <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. All right, Ian. This was so awesome. Appreciate it, man.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Seriously, thank you all so much for listening. I couldn't be happier with how the podcast has gone so far. I've met some incredible people through this process, had some great interviews, and I just want to thank you for listening. Honestly, um, if you could leave a great review, that'd be awesome. If you could subscribe, that'd be even better. You know, we we want you uh, listening in every single week. We're going to have episodes every single Monday and Wednesday. I already have a giant episode bank so that no matter what happens, something is always getting published. And, uh, you know, if you want to leave a comment, just let me know what you want to see in the podcast. If you want me to interview different people, ask different questions, maybe have a different theme. I I really don't know. I'm kind of new to this. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening and have an awesome day. We strive.